This program is brought to you by thepodcastfactory.com. are listening to copy chief radio welcome back to another edition this time we've got a bunch of chiefs here and one former chief all together <laughs> working uh yeah that was a little guilt there <laughs> so i'll let you take it over kevin what's up brother cool brother yeah good to be back with you this is going to be a lot of fun uh we're going to fly through a lot of content here today it's a thick subject we're going to try to simplify it for you we're going to use an example using uh jonathan rivera's amazing podcast factory network that is like quickly becoming a real thing uh (laughs) in a crowded market of podcasting and people are starting different networks and uh jonathan this started very organically for you and now you've got i think the best hosts out there and uh, it's really become like a theme and a vibe to what you're doing so When that happens in our business, we need something called a USP, a unique selling proposition is the sort of traditional formal term for it. And it simply means it's the thing that tells people why they should buy your stuff or consume your stuff over somebody else's. If you have a really tight, to the point, on target USP, it really helps to build an audience, help people identify uh, with you with why they consume your stuff and even identify themselves a little bit. If you have very strong branding, then people will proudly wear you on their chest, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got, I'm very uh, proud of my podcast factory, get on top t-shirt. Dude. And you just like, you wore that t-shirt and you made it look so damn cool. (laughs) Me and my wife were like, I think we need to take down our picture. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin did it way too well. (laughs) You got to wear it to a concert. That was my trick. I wore it out. I wore it out somewhere cool. So, <laughs> so, uh, so joining us on this episode is my man Russell Lachlan is back, uh, a, a, a fan favorite of the show. Even though this hasn't broadcast yet, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to make the claim. That's my USP for you, uh, Ross. <laughs> your fan favorite, Russell Lachlan. Do I get a T-shirt? <laughs> oh, yeah. Lots of t-shirt, absolutely. Uh, start a new line. Fan uh, favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Howdy, folks. And, and Ross is the, um, the the USP master inside of Copy Chief. We have a two-part training in there. Uh, and Ross has you know an amazing formula for creating your USP by simply answering the right questions, doing a little bit of research, a lot of which you'll probably already have in your head, and then putting it through his his little calculator that kind of spits out your perfect USP or uh, close to perfect. So then you can sort of polish it up and then hang out your shingle. And so also joining us is Will Eldridge. What's up, Will? Hello. How's it going? Good, brother. Uh, Will is uh, a copywriter and he works with Jonathan at the Podcast Factory. So we thought we'd bring Will in since oftentimes it's the copywriter who's kind of responsible for figuring out the USP of a business, of a product, of a of an expert, and in Jonathan's case, not unlike in uh, the, Ross and I have taught 
you know, USP through the UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship, quite a bit. And what's so fascinating about that example is they have a USP for their brand, for their fights, and for their fighters. And Ross, it's occurring to me right now that it's kind of we got a parallel going here with with Podcast Factory, right? We got we got the brand, we got the shows, and then we got the individual personalities. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing that a lot of companies. Um, and which we're going to cover in a minute, that when people are first working on their USP, one of the tripping points they get up on is they think that they just have one. So they try to squeeze as much into it as possible. But you know, at the very highest level, when you see businesses that are really bringing it home, it's because they know how their ideal customers think about their business and they know the individual entities that are existing it and they, they figure out what the USP is for, for each of those, those things. Yeah, brilliant. So give us a quick rundown. If someone's, you know, just landed from Mars uh, into this world of marketing, they're going, what the heck is a USP? Give us like the little thumbnail sketch of uh, even better than I just did there, what it is, why you need one, how to go about creating it. Yeah. Well, the definition that I, the most functional definition that I, I hold, keep in my back pocket is the USP is the answer to the uh, the question, if I am your ideal customer, why should I buy from you rather than any of your competitors? Um, or, you know, if I am um, your ideal customer, why should I take this action rather than any other action, right? Because not every time that you're interacting with your customers, they might necessarily be buying and taking out their wallet, but they're making a choice, right? And you have to understand what that choice is and why they should choose your option versus the other options that exist right in front of them. Yeah, brilliant. Excellent. Very good. Okay, cool. So, uh, you know, look, this starts with research. You've got to understand what your uh, best customers or potential customers or your audience, what do they like about you? Why are they there? Why are they engaging? This is what I call the dialogue. It is the most valuable thing you can have as a business owner, an open dialogue with your best customers or the people that you think are very close to becoming your new customers. And for the podcast factory, there are a couple different ways uh, that you guys are engaging your audience. Uh, you have some Facebook groups around some of the uh, shows or maybe all the shows that you're hosting. I know uh, Ben Settle's got a, a pretty active uh, Facebook group for, for uh, Antipreneur Radio, yeah? And so that's one way. So Will... That was sort of, I think, your first task, right? Was like, all right, well, go go talk to people and find out what they like about us. Yeah, I very much started with primary research, and I just dived into those groups based around those shows and just started asking questions, trying to get people on the phone, and basically picking their brains about what they liked, what they didn't like about the shows. Now, yeah. it's, cool. So, how were you? How were you surveying them? Were you kind of? private messaging them, that kind of stuff? Or was it like a formal, hey, go to the survey monkey and, and answer a few questions for us? I like sent them a message and tried to get them on the phone. Okay, so you're going deep with, with a few individuals rather than trying to get uh, some data from a lot of people. Oh, definitely. I think personally, I think that's the best way to go through because that way, for me, I find that rather than getting a lot of data to sift through i have those few people that are going deep into yeah um, what they actually do like and what they don't like the things that they find that they actually connect with and what basically they engage with and what they take from the shows rather than trying to pigeonhole them all into one survey 
And yeah. it gives me a good starting point to actually move the research forward as well. Yeah, great points. I agree. I, I, and, you know, it's also a great way to get testimonials, right? If you're recording those calls and you say, hey, can I quote you on this thing you said or something really cool? Um, I think that line that you have, Kim, is it was a dialogue beats data. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Every time. And that's and so that's what Will, Will did here. Uh, so, Will, t- what what kind of things were popping up? What were you hearing the most from people about why they liked Podcast Factory shows? The recurring themes that kept popping up over and over again, I think I did until about 15 of these calls. And it was the punchiness. It was how pithy they were, how everyone got to the point. It was very actionable. You know, people loved it. They connected with the people on a for a variety of different reasons, but everyone was thoroughly entertained with what they were hearing, mm. as opposed to other shows where they could drag on for a little bit too long. Obviously not this show. <laughs> there were, <laughs> Those sucky ones. There were, there were some shows that they listened to um, yeah. that were pushing the boundaries of keeping their attention span, so we say. You're being polite. Yeah, those ones yeah. that go, get to the point. Get to the <laughs> point. There was a title on this show, and we haven't even gotten near it yet, and I'm 30 minutes in. <laughs> yeah that's that's the thing about podcasting is like anybody can have one <laughs> yeah it doesn't mean you're qualified to be talking into a microphone <laughs> uh so uh awesome so so jonathan you came into copy chief and you went through uh ross's training and then you started where with with getting help so first of all i want to say that it's quite obvious that you spend a lot of time dialoguing with your market because every time you put something out, I'm like, damn, I needed that. How did he know? And so this was right on time. When I saw the USP thing, I was like, damn, this is the right time for me to be doing that. And then when I listened to it and I, Ross, dude, you are are just a, a wealth of information. So all that training, I listened to everything, went through your formulas. And I said, this is great. Will was already working on the project, so I came back to Will, and I'm like, I I didn't know, I couldn't articulate to him why it wasn't hitting home, something wasn't right, but then I came back to him with some of the insight I got from you guys, and we narrowed some things down so that we had uh, something closer to what I was looking for, and then that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, that's that's awesome to hear. You know, not only because it uh, gives my ego a little boost, but it's it's a, it's a testament to the uh, to the dialogue in effect as well, right? Like that training that that we put out, which I think you know I'm very happy with, and we've got a lot of great feedback about it. Uh, it was a result of the dialogue and feedback within the community, right? Like there was there was four or five iterations of that content before it got to. Um, before it got to a training and we were you know, in dialogue with the members all the way through. So by the time it got to the, the stage that you consumed, you know, we, we knew what people wanted in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It showed. It, interestingly, that is actually one of the USPs of Copy Chief because when, what I say is rather than me dream up a training that I hope you'll find valuable and want, I uh, only build trainings around things that, are needed and are working for people in the community. And that's the value of having a community is that talk about a dialogue. I mean, you're really getting people's wants and needs and frustrations on a daily basis and going, how do we solve this for you? And having people go, wow, Eureka, that, that just happened. And you go, well, there's a training. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nice. A dialogue makes everything else 
kind of just happen. All you have to do is is facilitate it and take the obvious cues. So that's super cool. And that was the case. But then Ross stepped up, I got to just say, and like really knocked this not only out of the park, out of the stadium, smashed a windshield on the street. Mm. I mean, it was, you know, just an amazing training. So, so Ross, now that your ego is uh, bigger than your, your, the room <laughs> you're in, uh, <laughs> uh, talk to us about, uh, you know, seeing Jonathan's, you know, where he was with it. What holes did you see in it pretty quickly? And, and where did it end up from there? Yeah, yeah. So I'll just give uh, just, um, you know, I'm in the, the thread here inside in the forums. And I'll just give like the, the overview of, of the first iteration that was kind of put up. Um, so obviously when it comes to USP, it starts with the question. And his question, um, the question for the podcast factory was focused on the USP for their listeners. So why someone should listen to the network specifically, right? Yeah. Um, and the question was, you know, if I am a business owner or marketer who listens to podcasts to learn more about business and marketing, why would I listen to the Podcast Factory Network? Um, so, you know, first thing I gave uh, feedback on was the question itself, because, you know, in my experience, you know, 90% of the problems with the USP stem from the fact that it's the question hasn't been um, phrased correctly, right? Like a problem well-defined is uh, half solved, as they say, and it's the same thing with a USP, where you get the USP question right first, it makes everything much, much easier. Um, so the first thing I pointed out um, was that you need to focus on one ideal customer, right? This is like I mentioned earlier, is one of the problems that people, um, you know, get. And it's a natural problem to run into because you're like, oh yeah, I need to work on my USP because, you know, when you haven't really dived into this topic, you think, oh yeah, you know, he's got a USP. That's the USP for that. There's like one individual one. Oftentimes that's not the case. So, you know, the big hint I saw there was, you know, in the question, there's the word R. Anytime you see the word R, it means that you're hunting with a shotgun instead of a rifle, right? You're mm. like sending a load of lead downrange and hoping that something lands rather than, you know, scoping in on one, nailing the target and then moving on to the next one. So nice. that was the first bit of feedback that I said. And I, I said to Jonathan, you know, which is your most ideal customer? Which is the most valuable one? Um, did you, did you get, get somewhere with that? Did you narrow in on one individual target market? Well, did we narrow that down? I think the main thing that that I'm looking at is just business owners. I, I but maybe I'm thinking too broad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I settled on business owners as well because I know some marketers do listen to it, but the vast majority of the people I spoke to were definitely business owners, not employees. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so that's it. That's perfect, right? Because then you're when you're having the conversation with one person, it's much easier to to dial into exactly what it is they're they're looking for. Um, the second uh, second point that I saw in there was um, that there was a lot of marketees, right? Which is when you know marketers start start <laughs> and copywriters start trying to make things sound awesome, and that's just <laughs> it's just a natural thing that we do because you know why would you make things something sound boring, right? You're not going to bore someone into a sale. Um, but when you're when you're coming up with your USP, like your USP is the argument for why someone should choose you, right? So I always recommend that people focus on making it as logic and plain sounding as possible in plain English because it needs to be compelling in that form, right? It needs to like dial in on the exact reasons for someone um, to choose you. Like you can take the argument and you can turn it into copywriting and landing pages and headlines later, but you, you know, working out the, the core kernel at the, uh, at the core of all of this um, should, you know, just be a logical, rational argument that someone should read and go, 
oh yeah, clearly that's the reason why I should, you know, listen to the podcast factory. Um, so that was, that was point number two. Excellent. Um, and the last one was, uh, the, the last part, there was, there was no kind of, um, like the last part of the question was, you know, why should I listen to the podcast factory network? Um, and there it's not, it's not kind of dialing into what the choice being made is by the ideal customer, right? Mm -hmm. Like does a business owner listen to other, like when they're making the decision to choose the podcast factory network, like what are they thinking about? Are they thinking, Hmm, like what network am I going to choose into tune into this week? Um, or like, where am I going to go to get more podcasts? Or is it like, what other podcasts am I going to listen to? So like understanding the decision that they're trying to make Mm -hmm. and then putting your option in that context just makes it much easier to think about, you know, why someone should choose you. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, in a thing like podcasting, we know that a lot of people uh, will find the show either because they're, they're already into the expert and they're hearing about it from them, or maybe they found us through another show. Uh, if the host was on as a guest on that show, or they may have found it in the suggested shows or, you know, other people are subscribed to in iTunes. And yeah. then it becomes this choice of, all right, I've I've been alerted that four or more podcasts that I'm into have new episodes. Uh, which one am I going to make a priority? So let me I, – I now that I, we're talking about this, I do have a couple clarifying questions. And number one, I have a, a, an avatar dialed in about my ideal customer, the ideal person that would either be on my network – or would be a customer of my service, would I be using that same avatar as my listener avatar and really be trying to dial into those people is the first question. And the second question is, I think at the end of the day, any of these business people just want to make more sales. So is that legitimate or is that too broad? Um, yeah, so to answer the second one there about like, if, if what they're looking for is more sales, and the reason they're tuning into these podcasts, uh, you know, these business and marketing podcasts is for more sales. And that's what they want. You know, I would not say that it's um, too broad, always include that primary want. But, you know, there's a lot of business and marketing podcasts out there that are um, that would get that same result for them. Right. Okay. But it, it might not be the reason why they specifically choose yours. Like it, it may be that they get that same result while only getting it in 30 minutes and it being amazingly actionable. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Completely different USB. Um, <laughs> and, and also being entertained, right? So they're, they're, you know, the core result always needs to be there, but it may not be the exact reason why they choose you if that's kind of um, dialing in on that, that, that second part. So okay. the, first, the first thing you said, you had an ideal customer for who? The, like the listener? The, actually, like my, I, I do have an avatar, not necessarily for a listener, but for my customer, which is the end result that I'm looking for out of all of this. And that would be yeah. guys on the network like Kevin, who he fits my avatar perfectly, and mm. the customers I have using my white label service. Yeah, yeah. So I would separate those out for okay. sure. You know, I, I would, I would, you know, at the same time, when you're clear about why someone should listen to the network and you're messaging that, you're going to grow the audience, right? But then yeah. when, you, when you're growing that audience, it will include people like Kev. And then when they come to the website or they see your marketing materials for actually working with you, you'd want to have that USP 
for why they may want to join the network. Yeah, now, so I may- need the listener avatar is what I need. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like there, there may very well be overlap in those two, mm-hmm. but like you need to be clear about why they should take a specific action, and those actions are are different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great point. It, it, it's kind of like the you see this all the time. Not that this is anything like multi-level marketing, <laughs> but <laughs> it reminds it reminds me of when when something has somebody has. Uh, two avatars like that, right? So say you sell Avon makeup, you want to, you want your customer, but then you want your customer maybe to become somebody who actually sells the stuff, right? And I've had so many people come to me and say, you know, can you look at this? And they're trying to sell both things to somebody at the same time. And that's Mm -hmm. disaster. You cannot try to cover two different USPs and go, you know, and once you, you know, mm. buy, or, this, once you yeah. buy this lipstick and fall in love with it, you could start making up to $10,000 a month selling it. And you're like, whoa, whoa, what? I haven't, <laughs> even, I haven't even put it on yet. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's a great point, Ross, that, you know, you got to se- separate them out. And I, I think, you know, the, 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 someone using the service of the network is, much kind of easier avatar. It's like, hey, do you have a podcast? Yeah. Hey, would you like to outsource all the the drudgery of getting the show to actually play on somebody's device? Mm. And hey, would you like to be part of this exclusive club? Right, like that. Well, to me, off the top of my yeah. head, is the appeal because you know when some marketing. Um, uh, guru or or authority is is thinking, <laughs> hey, you know, I wanna I wanna um you know start my podcast what yeah. kind of company do i want to be in you know what i mean there's there's very That's appealing true. set of company that you have under your roster right yeah yeah so we got to work will i think what, what we're hearing here i don't know what you're hearing but i'm hearing we need to dial in our listener avatar yeah i was literally just about to pose a question there um for each of jr shows like the host is going to have their own avatar so would that be worth taking into account? Would it be worth getting their avatars to mix it in and see what we're coming up from yeah. theirs as well? Because obviously that would give us a lot more data and make things a lot easier. But obviously then we're in the position where we've got 10 different avatars and we're trying to hit 10 different things. But Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, you know, realistically the best way to approach it would be to, to look at the avatar for each show and see what the similarities are. Right. Like there's going to be a certain type of person that wants to listen to all of them. Like me, for example, I listen to Ben Settles. I listen to Kev's. I don't listen to Doberman Dan's just because, you know, I haven't added it in and I'm, you know, everyone's up to their eyeballs and information. (laughs) But there are certain people that are going to listen to certain certain parts. And I definitely think, you know, you can put together an avatar that that, you know, would be interested in listening to the other shows on the network because they are finding the same components of the shows appealing. Mm hmm. Yeah, we have similar values. Like the people I choose to work with, we do have similarities and values and work ethic and stuff like that. So there is some common thread between all of us. Yeah, there's. I look at it like it's uh, it's the difference between do I want to go on say to a festival, you know, a music festival? Am I going to Bonnaroo, or am I going to Lollapalooza, or do I need to get to both? You know, like what's the difference? Or there, then there's like the metal fest. Uh, so some of them, there might be, a, 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 they say the Red Hot Chili Peppers could play one of three festivals and it would make sense. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, they're different enough still, right? So, so I, if I, if I only have enough money to invest in one of those, which one am I going to? That's how I kind of look at the personalities you have on the factory and why it makes sense to me, Jonathan, is, you know, th- there's an outlaw element, everybody, the kind of renegade thing, you know, yeah, yeah, a, a, a lot, a lot, you know, attitude, not necessarily <laughs> means they're nasty, you know, negative shows, but not a lot of like pandering or total politeness, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. to me, there's an edge to the, the host you have on. And that's why even, it depends to me, uh, when you talk about the services of the podcast factory, maybe I'm wrong, but I think somebody could hire your company to produce their show but not really fall under the umbrella of the personalities that you present as podcast factory shows. Am I right? Yeah, you're right about that. So mm-hmm. there I would almost have a third avatar of somebody like it's totally just a service. You're not going to, you know, Jonathan's not going to co-host your show. Uh, it's Sorry not, for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's you don't really get to join the band, but you get you probably get a backstage pass when we come to town because you're you're in the in the fold, so to speak, right? Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Now I I, I know we got to end this show soon, and and selfishly, this was all for me, people. So if you don't like <laughs> yeah. it, screw you. But. Uh, uh, another good reason for people to join Copy Chief, obviously, stuff like this. So, anything that we want to say as we're wrapping up? Yeah, like I think Kevin's point there at the end is is very uh, just for for yourself is definitely on point. And another similar option or or, or um, you know way to think about it is you know if you're if you're listening to politics in the U.S. are you uh, are you tuning into the the you know left leaning or the right leaning media right like you're before you're even choosing which station to tune into you're you're picking one field so I think that could be similar you know enough to, to use as a thought exercise good stuff good stuff anything else Will no um, for me it makes a lot of sense to have all those separate avatars like especially when it comes to product avatars and then as a general overview kind of avatar because for each show we do have a different target customer and i'm guessing the listener who has a product or a service or multiple products or services will have those unique like value propositions for every different aspect of their business as well as an overarching one where you know as kevin said it's more about like the different types of shows you could go to where red hot chili peppers might not be able to play all the shows but you know some of them are going to match those avatars as a broad kind of um, generalization where it goes into specifics later on. Secretly, I think Will is super excited because we're talking job security here. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Wow. I just tripled my workload. This is that's good. Right. <laughs> so Kevin, uh, what do you have coming up for us next time? Oh, very exciting. Next, we have another another guest on the show. Um, no, actually next, you know what we're going to talk about is the 30-day email challenge that Ooh. we're doing inside of Copy Chief which has been super fun. And uh, that'll be a quick one. We're just going to talk about some of the major takeaways. Uh, speaking of, you know, podcast factory uh, personalities, this is based on Ben Settle's ongoing challenge to his email players, subscribers. And so because there's a lot of crossover in our worlds, we took it upon ourselves to create a 30-day email challenge in Copy Chief. And I'm really excited to share some of the results of that. 
Man, I can't wait. So, Will, thank you for being here and having uh, some time with us. Ross, always appreciate your insight. Thank you so much. Kevin, you're the best, as always. And even more importantly, if you stuck around to the end, you listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. See you. You've been listening to Copy Chief Radio. Thank you for tuning in. If you're digging what we are laying down for you, then your next step is to go over to iTunes, type in Copy Chief Radio into the search bar, and when you find a show, subscribe. We will be back in your earbuds next week. This is the podcastfactory.com.